0: Hi, I'm Mark Runyan. This is Victory Over Sin. The
1: price you paid for my life, God's perfect sacrifice, sufficient for me. The blood of God to atone my sin, you made your own. You have saved. You alone have risen, you alone have saved us You alone have rescued us from the grave Glories to reign now, all creation cries out You alone are king You alone
0: Good Saturday afternoon to you, my name is Mark Rennick This is Victory Over Sin What we attempt to do in the first couple of minutes is to explain to you what Victory Over Sin is, who pays for it, and what we're attempting to do with this situation. Victory Over Sin is actually funded by an advocacy arm from St. Vincent de Paul of the Treasure Valley here in Southwest Idaho. What we attempt to do is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to be incarcerated and to come out of incarceration and live on parole. One of the ways that we do that, obviously, is this radio show. And we've been doing this radio show now for five years, believe it or not. If you go back to the archives of St. Vincent de Paul or here at KBXL, you can see all the different shows and listen to all the different shows. We've had national figures on. We've had governors on. We've had directors of the Department of Corrections. We've had organizations that help people who like uh, those of us who have been incarcerated, help those with their services. We've had people who walked out of prison the first day and came to the studio. We actually had one gentleman who was on his way back into prison that day, and we got him on tape. So it's a good body of work, if you will, to understand the Department of Corrections here in Idaho. Take a look at it if you can, and you will likely learn lots of stuff about what the, how the department works here in the state of Idaho. In addition to that, we also have a PowerPoint presentation that we will present to your group, your church group, your business group, your association, if you will. It's a 20-minute PowerPoint. The great thing about this is that it is led by a returning citizen themselves. And so what they do is present the PowerPoint and then answer questions. We certainly did a lot more of this pre-COVID, and we look to do that more of that as if this COVID situation is ever over with, and we're able to go back and start doing that. If you've been listening to me over the years, you know that we've made some changes in terms of our growth. We now have two locations that we greet people coming out of incarceration. One of those is at 3217 Overland Drive. That's in Boise, Idaho, in Ada County. The other is actually inside probation and parole in the Caldwell area, and that's at 3110 Cleveland Boulevard, Building D. At both locations, we are available uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., to drop in, get some information, and find out about how the next steps are for you on that first day of release. In addition, if you're listening to my voice now and you're out in the desert, as we say, out in the prisons out there, and you need a ride, we will actually pick you up and take you to those locations uh, on an ongoing basis. So have your case manager send me an email and we will make sure that one of our volunteers or myself comes out, we'll pick you up, and then we'll walk you through those first couple of days. We've got addiction programs now, and we have two strong employment programs. In 2022, we're excited about some new things that are going to be happening. We're going to be adding tremendously to the employment aspects of our organization, and we look forward to some growth and to representing you, the person who's coming out of incarceration, in a much more organized fashion. Most of the stuff that you need to check on is at our website, and you can do that at www. SVDPID.org. I'm excited about who we've got on the show. He's been on the show before. He's a friend of mine, and I think he's from an organization that I think you'll find important for those of us who have been incarcerated, and we'll be right back to talk to him.
2: The Idaho Justice Project is a new statewide nonpartisan organization to improve Idaho's justice system. Idaho has the third highest rate of people under corrective control in the entire country. Idaho's jails and prison are beyond capacity, but most are there for nonviolent crimes like drug addiction or probation and parole violations. The Idaho Department of Corrections spent over $309 million in 2020. 37% of people released from prison in 2016 reoffended within three years. 62% of Idaho's yearly prison admissions are for a probation or parole violation, the highest rate in the country. The average probation term in Idaho has grown by 109% since 2000. As of June 30, 2020, there are over 17,000 Idahoans on probation or parole. One out of every 38 adults is on probation in Idaho. For more information on how you can help and get involved with the Idaho Justice Project, go to 3217 West Overland Road, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon, and ask for Mark.
0: Okay. On Saturday's show, I'm excited. Uh, a man that I call Uncle Ronnie, who is Ronald Simpson-Bay, Executive Vice President, Just Leadership USA. How are you, sir? Thank you for being on the show.
3: Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Good to hear from you. Yes.
0: Some of you know have heard of Just Leadership USA, but let's do a little bit about your background, sir, uh, where you were born and uh, education that you might have and... Give us a little bit of insight absolutely, on you.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for asking. I was, I'm was actually a resident. I was born in Flint, Michigan, and many, many years ago, and I currently live in Arizona. Um, I was born and raised in a two, uh, two-parent home, and I was the oldest of five children. I graduated high school, and I was a state-star athlete in track, football, and basketball. I went to Eastern Michigan University on a track scholarship. Um, and... I had a pretty, I had a pretty well-rounded youthful life. Uh, But as you know, as luck would have it, as we get older, you know, we run into problems of making bad decisions, bad choices, what have you. And and I did some, so, and those bad choices led me to a life of, you know, drugs and crime in the street. I was, I I used to call myself Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because during the day I was working at General Motors as a steel-trades journeyman tool and die maker. Had a very high-paying job. But at night, you know, I was out running the streets uh, selling drugs and pistol whipping people and doing those types of things. So it led me to a confrontation with the Flint police officers back in 1985. Uh, me and three of my co-defendants, we ended up getting a shootout um, with some Flint police officers. And one police officer got hit in the arm and I was subsequently convicted along with my uh, three co-defendants of assault with intent to commit murder. But as it was... You know, during the incident, I wasn't present when the officer got shot. There was a car chase scene that I wasn't part of, and the shooting happened at the end of the chase scene. But because I was in the car when it started, I was looped in as a co-defendant and part of that process. Well, it took me 27 years, but I was able to get my conviction overturned by the federal courts. And I was subsequently released in 2012, and I've been doing this work work ever since, uh, as far as advocacy work. And to back up just a little bit, while I was inside, I was an advocate on the inside as well. Uh, I was the head of a number of organizations inside the prison. I ran a bunch of of organizations. I was part of an organization called Community Renaissance, where we were bringing people from the community, politicians and leaders and what have you, to help brainstorm around the work that they were doing to help them improve our communities, especially from a criminal justice standpoint. And I'm happy to have done that work.
0: You at some point One you, you, you sometimes you, mean? you ran across, you ran across Glenn and Just Leadership USA. How did that happen? Oh, good question. Good question.
3: Uh, I was released in 2012, and in 2014, I was speaking at a, I was speaking at an event at University of Michigan, and Glenn Martin was the keynote speaker. And I was a panelist, and he and I met, and he invited me. He was former Just Leadership USA at the time, and he invited me to. Um, be part of the first cohort to apply for when it was launched and I, I applied and i ended up getting into the first cohort in 2015 there were 20 of us and it was an amazing experience and at the time i was in i said my dream job would be to work for just leadership usa which is what i do now as the executive vice president
0: right and so and from that kind of simple beginnings everything has sort of blossomed uh Uh, explain the cohorts and the concept of Just Leadership USA. I've done that if they've listened to the show over time, but give us a background of what the intent of Just Leadership USA is and the cohorts, how those started out.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Just Leadership is the only national criminal justice reform organization that was founded and operated by people directly impacted by the criminal justice system. Uh, We were founded on the principle that those closest to the problem are closest to the solutions, but furthest away from resources and power to do anything about it. Our mission at Just Leadership is to amplify the power of the people who have been directly impacted by the criminal justice system to self-organize and dismantle the oppressive systems and policies in their communities to help build a more fair and just America. And we amplify the power of directly impacted people by educating, empowering and investing in them, elevating their voices so that they have tools and resources to self organize. Um, this is how the cohort process got started because we wanted to elevate the voices of those who were directly impacted by the system. So, Glenn Martin, when he founded the organization, he created this space for us to have a voice because we know we were always being spoken for by people who thought they had our best interests in heart but didn't have any experience with the criminal justice system. Yeah, I think so. Just, we created this space, and now we lost this this whole thing around leadership development training for directly impacted people.
0: Yeah, it's just it's so you can't say that enough in so many different ways to get that understanding. But the concept of for to form this organization to take people like Ronald and myself who have been incarcerated and give us the skills to be leaders, then send us back into our communities to impact our own communities is so powerful uh, and is such a great idea that. Uh, You know, like I said, you were part of the original group, and I think you've been some part of an aspect of all of it ever since that time. That's correct, isn't it?
3: That is correct. I've been, I am probably the only person on the planet that has been to every training that Just Leadership has ran since 2015, since we lost. 2015
0: and the the the, it's two actual formats one is a an emerging leader format which we're going to talk about a little bit later but the emerging leader format in the past you'd have these events where people would come from across the country you'd have them in a city and people would come and they'd spend a two-day situation where they would get this kind of insight and that was like the impetus to then apply for the cohortship which is something that happens every year correct is that do I have that right?
3: Yeah, that's that's that's, that's almost correct. Emerging Leaders was initially a one day program, and we initially pitched it that it was a one day snapshot of the year long program that you mentioned, Leading with Conviction, and we expanded it to two days about a couple of years ago because the the demand was so great for organizing the advocacy that we added a whole day around organizing the advocacy training for the second piece of the leadership development to turn our whole program into a two day event, and in addition to being a feeder program for the year-long Leading with Conviction, we now use our Emerging Leaders as every location we go in to do these programs, Emerging Leaders program, we, we help the uh, people that participate launch their own campaign or whatever it is they're working on, the issues that they're working on in their areas, and we do follow-up programs now to the Emerging Leaders to help them further along with the um, campaign they're running.
0: Yeah, I can't say enough about it because I was uh, introduced to it in 2016 through a funding source, and the funding source said, look, we're going to give you this money, but we want you to go to this, this event, and I'm going to send you this event, and so I flew to Chicago and spent the afternoon uh, at the University of Chicago, and I, I can't tell you how powerful it was to be in a group of people that had all been incarcerated, I think there was 45 or 50 of us in the room, and the feeling that that had kind of just makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. It was so powerful. And I, got, I got, yeah, it's just very, very powerful. They have a, um, an executive uh, coach situation, David Mensah, who leads these events along with Ronald and along with some of the other staff on Just Leadership. And it, you can imagine this is a very powerful event to attend and to be a part of.
3: Absolutely, and I remember that I remember when you came to the training in Chicago in two thousand and sixteen, you and one other gentleman from Idaho, and I was like, "Wow, we got somebody from Idaho in the room that I met you, and it was such an amazing uh you know <laughs> feeling yeah. when I met you I said, "Oh, this guy should be in our program, and I was so glad that you came and then you actually applied and got accepted to yeah, it yeah
0: then i I applied for the uh the program the when it was available next, and so I was a part of the cohort in two thousand and eighteen, so there's been one since two thousand and fifteen there's been one every year. And I think it becomes a, you can comment on this if you want to, but it becomes you and I become a part of a, a fraternity, if you will, of people who have gone through that training and who support each other so that as we travel across the country or as I need some resources in say almost any state, I can reach out to somebody who's gone through that cohort, whether I've met them or not, and they're right there to support the work that I want to do and the information that I need. Would you agree with that?
3: Absolutely. That is one of the most powerful takeaways from our training program is that you become part of this national network that we have. From our two training programs, we have trained a total of just over 1,100 leaders in 45 states plus Washington, D.C. And like you said, you and I are both part of that network. So whenever you're traveling around the country, you can tap into that network for the work that you're doing, or if you're working on a project in your own community, they can help get you resources, or you can get ideas of what they're doing around the country. They're They'll connect you to their own networks to help you uh, with whatever you're working on. So that network is super powerful because, like you say, it's like our national army, so to speak.
0: Yeah, it actually, it actually does work in a very, very powerful way. And I haven't, you know, it's taken me a few years since that training, really, to to recognize how powerful that was for me. Things took off for me after 2018. Uh, The work that that I do here in Idaho has been enhanced, but I think it's been enhanced almost because of that partnership and the confidence that that instilled in me. Uh, In the past, we've been sending people to different of the emerging leaders uh, across the country when we had the opportunity. Uh, but let's talk about the fact that uh, somebody else actually followed me, Michael Armand. Let's give him some strokes. He followed me in 2020 went through the program, and we're working now on an effort where Just Leadership is listening to us, and actually they're going to come to Idaho, it looks like, in the fall, correct?
3: That's correct. We're planning uh, – uh, we don't have a solid date yet, but it's supposed to be sometime in September that we're going to come to Idaho and, and do – our new training, and yeah, I don't know if you noticed, know this, uh, <laughs> Mark, but we have revamped the training totally. Yeah, You mentioned David Mensa as the lead trainer. Uh, he's no longer with us, but we have developed what I call Just Leadership or Leading with Conviction 2.0. The current program that we have developed was totally developed by Directly Impacted People in conjunction with American University in Washington, D.C., and the program is currently in the process of being accredited. So once you go through it, you can actually get either college credits for it or— that If you're in a law school, you get a legal legal credit for attending those particular program. So we, are, we have stepped our game, so to speak. So now we're becoming not only nationally recognized, but we're being certified nationally as well.
0: So as you're listening to us and you're talking about this, I think because of the COVID, I think the format that we're looking at, And you can help me with this if you if you'd like to. It looks like it will be a virtual situation where we're looking at locations in Pocatello that can draw people up from Utah. We're looking at a virtual location in Idaho Falls that can draw people from Montana There'll be one in the Boise, Ada County area, and then I think we're looking at one in the Lewiston area that uh, will draw people in from Washington State, potentially from Oregon, so that in this training it will be done virtually and it can involve all the people from neighboring states to make this just a huge project for us. That I'm, I think we're on lines with that. We're working on those venues right now. Uh, but it, uh, this is something to be excited about. If you've been incarcerated and you're ready to get involved in changing the system or speaking out and becoming an advocate, this is going to be good for you.
3: Absolutely. And, and our program, both of our training programs are tailored to, to, for anybody that wants to be involved in criminal justice reform work, whether it be advocacy or community organizing or you know policy work. Uh, you can you can walk out of prison today and, be, and join one of our e- events to become part of our national network, or you could have been out ten or twenty years running your own nonprofit organization like Mark and become one of our leaders. So we we uh, we we not a one size fits all organization, but we make sure that our size fits everybody.
0: I can't say enough about how many people come to me and say, "What can I do?" And a lot of the times, I always try to point them in this direction. But this is something now to look forward to for twenty twenty two, where you're going to get a chance to really see how how many people across the country are working on this issue and it, it will give you a boost in terms of how you can impact not only your life but in the lives of the people who have followed us out of incarceration it's very powerful and uh we're looking forward to it so that's kind of cool
3: absolutely i mean it, you mentioned it being in a virtual format even though all of us that uh, you know we still like the in-person formats and we'd like to get back to in-person meetings the virtual format has allowed us so much more flexibility and allows so, so much more participation of the people that want to come. Because some people, like you said, you you have funding to come to one of our Merchant Leaders training. Not everybody has the funding to travel to those trainings, so they might be across the country. But virtually, you can do it from the comfort of your living room or your kitchen and get the same training that we, we would get in person, but it's nowhere near the same cost. So, yes, we definitely hope that the people listening will take opportunities. Take advantage of being you know, part of our virtual training.
0: And the other thing too, that we'll just mention very quickly too, since uh, let's see, if you're listening to me and, and you're incarcerated, you're going to be there for a while too. Uh, the one thing that we're also planning around this, and this hopefully comes to fruition too, is several weeks after the event happens here, that's to the general public and to people tuning in, we are attempting to do that same type of a program inside the facility. Uh, I can't tell you uh, the Department of Corrections and Jeff Kirkman has kind of embraced this concept. And it looks like we're going to attempt to put together something that is done so that it'll be beamed to the other locations inside the prisons where we'll probably beam it to four or five different locations. And we're talking about getting people to sign up for this through their case managers. So this is very exciting. It's something that uh, just leadership hasn't done so much in the past, and so we get to be a leader in uh, in terms of making that work. That's, that's super exciting for those of us who have been working in Idaho. And thank you for listening to Michael and I, Ronald, uh, say, hey, you guys need to come to Idaho. So this is great.
3: We're coming. <laughs> we are coming.
0: Let's talk a little bit about how important this is for those of us to uh, face these issues and to get involved? I always use the, the analogy of the AIDS epidemic or breast cancer awareness or even a long-term uh, sobriety kind of aspects. How important is this for those of us who have been incarcerated to stand up, be brave, talk about our past, and tell our stories? Tell me, Talk about that a little bit.
3: It is of the utmost importance because, I mean, the people with the lived experience are the experts. We are the subject matter experts. People that's been to jail and prisons, I mean, no one knows jails and prisons better than people that's been in them. So if you have been incarcerated or you are incarcerated, do not look down on that as a as black mark against you. You, have, you can look at, up on that and that is a benefit. You can turn that into a benefit because your lived experience is something that the people that make policies and rules and training programs, they re- they need that information to help better their programs, to make better policies, to make better laws. How you gonna reform criminal justice without talking to people that's been impacted by criminal justice? You wouldn't you wouldn't uh try to reform women's reproductive rights without having a conversation with women at the table. I mean, that's been tried before, but it doesn't work very well. You ha- you need to have the people that's been impacted by the system you're trying to change. So if you've been impacted by the criminal justice system, make sure learn how to tell your story. Learn storytelling, learn how to get into the community and to the politicians and whom whomever. whomever. To tell your story, so you can help change things and make it better for everybody.
0: Yeah, I can't say enough about that too, because it's again we've seen we've had some limited limited act impact, I guess you would say on the on the uh, legislative session. We're coming. We're in the middle of just starting a session now here in uh, at the state of Idaho, and I think we've gotten better each year. But the more of us that get involved with this, I I can't speak enough to how that impacts not only your life. in in such a way that gives you the confidence to say, hey, this is not that big a deal. You know, 97% of the people who are housed in the desert here out out south of Boise, are going to get out. They're going to be our community members. They're going to live next door to us. And let's get used to them. Let's make sure that, number one, they're ready. And then when you come out, there's no reason to, you know, hold your head down. You need to stand up and say, this is what I experienced. Uh, Did you know this happens? Let's get involved. Tell your story. And that's the way things change. Because I, as I go around every day, nobody really realizes how much money we spend on this system here in the state of Idaho. And what the thing they don't understand is what the impact is emotionally on the families of people who are incarcerated. Nobody charts that. But when Uncle Sal or brother goes into the system, what that does to the family is unbelievable impactful. And so let's, let's make the change and let's see if we can make this a, a easier, more user-friendly system as you come out and help us change things. Don't you agree with that, Ronald? Or?
3: I agree totally. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and to, to to use the paraphrase of the title of one of my favorite organizations, All of Us Are None. It, it's going to take all that's of right. us to make business across the line, or none of us will benefit.
0: That's right. All of Us Are None, based in Oakland, California. There's an Idaho chapter for there. So if you, that's another organization that is tr- attempting to get your involvement. We're all trying to do the same thing, and what we need to do is. Work together as a coalition, and if you need those leadership skills, you want those leadership skills. One of the best ways to do it is to kind of associate with just leadership, gain that confidence, and you can go forward and uh, find out how to do it on your own. Because if, as you take that path, I think this is a you're a classic example of this. As you take the situation of your life and you say at least I say this, but I see you doing the same thing. Boy, this scares me, but I'm going to go forward, and I'm going to get through it, and I'm going to learn from it, and I'm going to be a better person. You do that, and you you do that all the time. And you succeed, and you come out, and you become credible, right?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we call ourselves credible messengers. We, I mean, we're the people that would live the experience, and we have the most credibility in sharing the message of those who've been in jail and prisons, for sure.
0: Well, I would uh, listen. I thank you so much for doing this with us. If uh, again, Ronald Simpson Bay, you should just Google his name. Go on YouTube. You can see uh, some of his speeches in terms of what's gone on with him. He he's all over YouTube. He's all over uh, uh, media everywhere in terms of what he does. You'll see the links to uh, Just Leadership USA. You'll get excited about it and to see that there's an organization uh, that can actually work. To make those of us who have been incarcerated better leaders, and when you become better leader, you're just a better person, and let's get out and change the whole system. Ronald, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and for myself, it's uh, it is so nice that uh, Just Leadership's kind of listening to us here in Idaho, and um, and you're coming to see us. I'm I'm excited about it.
3: <laughs> I am, too. I thank you for this opportunity, Mark. I mean, you're an amazing leader. You're doing amazing work. Just Leadership is honored to have you as one of our representatives and, you know, alumni around the country. You know, I speak about you often when I do public speaking, so I appreciate the work that you're doing. And we're definitely looking forward to coming to Idaho and and providing our training to those who want to participate.
0: Going to be fun. Going to be fun. Thank you, sir.
3: Thank you. Have a good one.
0: You, too. Through Jesus, there's victory.
1: All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity have been broken by grace so free when He poured out His cleansing blood motivated by His great love give me faith I need to rise above and sing a song of how I've overcome
0: Okay, you really, uh, seriously, uh, Google Google Ronald Simpson Bay. See what he does. Listen to his stories. It's pa- it's fantastic. Let's get involved. If you need to reach me or get in touch with me, I'm pretty easy to do. It's www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can write me an email at systemicchangeofidaho. It's all spelled out there at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. Man, you can even call me on the phone if you want to at 208-477-1006. Look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.